Psalm 137. By the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there, we hung up our lyres. For there our captors required of us songs, and our tormentors mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Remember, O Lord, against the Edomites the day of Jerusalem, how they said, Lay it bare, lay it bare, down to its foundations. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed, blessed shall he be who repays you with what you have done to us. Blessed shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Barrett. Yeah. We got a bluesy, sad boy psalm today. Definitely some... definitely sad boy. I, I, I think you and I share a little bit, Will, mm. of like a melancholy side. Mm. And totally. so aside from verse nine, which we'll deal with, um, <laughs> which is uh, the most sad talking about dashing the little ones against a rock. Um, you know, I don't know. Th- these type Psalms like really speak to me. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I love like kind of being in like a semi depressing state, but knowing that like ultimately the Lord is our hope. Totally. And totally. Uh, we live in such a dark world, you know, with all this stuff going on, but like the Lord is our hope. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of the tone of this. Of yeah, this psalm. you know, reading psalms like this, I think about uh, D's. He he said this uh, pretty recently in a sermon. He does not share our melancholy, by the way, but he does love a good breakup song. Yes, he does. <laughs> and uh, you know, he he will say, uh, which I think is funny and kind of true, that the worst thing about being married is that you just can't enjoy breakup songs the way you used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think that's brilliant. That was funny. Um, he and I, he and I used to used to share that together. I bet, We'd I like bet. listen to some good David Gray, yeah, or oh, some other, on. yeah, yeah, some but, great breakup songs. You know, uh, that's kind of like what it's like being a Christian reading Psalm one thirty seven, or basically all these psalms. This is the last psalm in this series of uh, lamentation psalms yep. that we've been going through. But you know, like comfort the comfort that is prophesied in the old testament has appeared to mm. god's people it's jesus mm. and obviously you know we we wait for his kingdom to be manifested fully um but jesus has appeared and has spoken peace to us mm. and so we kind of it's like being in a really happy marriage and like listening to phoebe bridgers um <laughs> which is a favorite pastime of mine mm. but you've got to like put yourself in this headspace of you know what what is happening where are we what is this person feeling mm. that they're singing out of that they're speaking out of yeah and particularly when we get to verse 9 you know this is uh if you spend enough time around sort of the like evangelical world this is a uh, a verse that will be used to kind of like talk about how brutish and right. violent the bible is yeah um, which is totally just a miscontextualization and mm. misreading of what the verse is saying, but it's very fair uh, because it says, "Blessed shall be, blessed shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them right against the rock." So mm. before we get to like, you know, bigger, uh, I guess you know, applications of what that means and doesn't mean. Yeah, what what's happening, Barrett? 
here? Who are the Edomites? Uh, you know, and then I would love for you to tie in that passage from Isaiah that we were speaking about, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're still in the midst of our, uh, series on Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. And so in, in the book of Habakkuk, you know, it, Habakkuk, the prophet is prophesying that the Babylonians are going to come in and, and, um, capture Judah, the Southern kingdom, which Israel was split into two kingdoms. And so the two, the two Southern tribes were, were called Judah and so the Babylonians were going to come and take over Judah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, you'll find, you'll find many things written. Um, and, and that's why the old Testament can be very difficult to understand because it, it feels like, wait, Psalms comes like way before Habakkuk and it comes before Isaiah and all this. And so you can't read the old Testament chronologically. Totally. It, it actually skips around a whole lot. The Old Testament is is categorized by genre. It's not categorized by chronology, mm-hmm. um, and so it can be kind of confusing. But the things that Habakkuk is talking about, and that uh, you know the prophet Isaiah talks about a lot, and, and even other other minor prophets are talking about the Babylonians coming in and taking over over the that southern kingdom of Judah. Um, is the same thing that this the author of of Psalm one thirty seven is talking about. And, um, you know, but it, it, it looks like they're, they're in Babylon at this time yeah. of Psalm 137. And it's, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a touch touching passage that by the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and wept yeah. when we remembered Zion. And so, I mean, you can picture these, you can picture these people who are almost like slaves at this point. Yeah. They've been taken captive and uh, they're sitting down by the river, probably like gathering water for the yeah. for the night or you know in the morning or whatever. And they all just kind of stop what they're doing and like sit on a rock and are just sitting there. And, and you know, tears start to fill their eyes yeah. and they start to talk about Zion. They start to talk about the old days yeah. when they were back in the Holy Land. Well, and it's so important to realize too that Israel's whole like national heritage is built on this idea of escaping Egyptian slavery, being led out yeah, of yeah, Egyptian totally. slavery. And so there's this really depressing full right. circle moment where it's like they're back in bondage. Back in bondage. And uh, it's right. because that they broke the covenant of Yahweh. Yeah. And so they're back in bondage. And I think, you know, that that first image, like by the waters of Babylon, we sat down and wept is so yeah. sad and chilling. Yeah. And I think a good contextual image for us is to think about like you know, in the 19th century, 18th mm. century, African slaves mm. on like the Mississippi River. Yeah. And that is, I mean, I have like chills with yeah. how sad that is. Right. And how gross and just awful it is to think about. Yeah. And this is the moment they are in, you know, they've been, their land's been pillaged. Their wives have been ravished, wives and daughters. Their their babies have been, their babies have been dashed on rocks. Right. And right. so that's what they're speaking out of. Yeah. So keep going. Yeah, there. totally, totally, man. And they're and they're sitting there remembering the old the old times. They're remembering. Yeah. I mean, it says here Zion, and I I think you know maybe the average person in church gets a little confused about what Zion is, and you mm-hmm. you hear that term used kind of all over the Old Testament, yeah, yeah. and some of the Book of Revelation and stuff. But Zion is is particularly pointing oftentimes to the the Temple Mount, mm-hmm. and so where they constructed the temple in Jerusalem. But Zion also is it has a general 
um, a general use that's kind of referring to Jerusalem as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the, you know, the, the symbol for the promised land is Zion. Yeah. And, um, and particularly that temple Mount, you know, the place where they would go and meet God. Yeah. Um, and, and that is, you know, in the old Testament, I mean, that is where the spirit of God dwelt and would, and would meet them. And they, you know, the priests would minister to them and, and lead them in and lead them to do sacrifices and different things. And so, they're just remembering, they're remembering Zion, they're remembering the the promised land, they're remembering Jerusalem, and it just brings, you know, an utter sadness to their heart, mm-hmm. uh, sadness to their minds. And I mean, just some very descriptive language and let, let the, let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it's just a sad scene of them realizing we are like you said, like we're back in captivity Yeah. after the Lord, you know, we've built our entire faith and, and all these like feasts of Israel that there were seven feasts that they would carry out throughout the year. And a lot of them had to do with uh, coming out of slavery in Egypt. And now they're back in slavery totally. and they're sitting down by a river and just weeping, totally. remembering those days. You know, uh, I think with verse nine, zooming in on that, mm-hmm. the, Blessed shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. What is really important, like a helpful biblical tool, and if you've been in a lot of Bible study around Christ's covenant, you might have heard these two kind of terms bouncing around, but there's what we would call prescriptive things in Scripture and descriptive. So the prescriptive being like, you should go and do X. Hmm. And descriptive being more like, you know, this person did X and it's like part of this story, but it's not necessarily something that you should go and do. Right. And so, you know, a lot of the like marriage stuff in the old Testament, we would say is very descriptive. descriptive. Yeah, yeah. Not prescriptive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, so verse nine, I think the, the question that we have is, is, is this really like God, you know, pardoning or endorsing infanticide mm-hmm. against his enemies? Right. And uh, if so, then what kind of God is that? And I think it, it is really important to see here, this is not this like call of we're going to go, um, you know, we're going to go and dash their little ones on the rocks. Come on, guys. But it, it's actually this moment of, you know, Isaiah 13, uh, which you'd mentioned, you know, kind of foretells that that's actually what's going to happen to the Israelites. And the fact that it's mentioned here, it's like that is kind of the clue that um, the Babylonians did come in and ravish the women and children and then dash the infants on the rocks, which is really chilling. And so I think, again, this is like a descriptive moment of the anger and sadness that they're speaking out of that that the author of this psalm is not saying that um, that we are going to go do this, but there's just so much bitterness and sadness and hurt yeah. and anger towards these people. And what it really does is it sets the scene for us of, you know, Israel never really becomes a mighty nation again. There's really not a powerful King again yeah. until Jesus appears. Right. And so they're looking forward to somebody to come in and do this, right. To come destroy Babylon to tear the babies apart and to give the kingdom back. And then Jesus comes and he does come to destroy, Mm. you know, Babylon, but not 
as the Babylon that they know. Right. And it's actually the Babylon that we see in Isaiah and in the book of, uh, of revelation where it's, mm. it's actually this greater kingdom of, of darkness. Yeah. And it's this greater reign of God, mm. this greater throne that is going to be put into place. That's right, man. Well, well said, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, I think that's what it's pointing to. Um, you know, I, I mean, a, a good way to think of this, I think is, is that, um, the psalmist seems to be saying that the punishment needs to fit the crime. Hmm. And so the, the crime that they have, it, I mean, it says in verse eight, it says, Oh, daughter of Babylon doomed to be destroyed. Blessed shall he be who repays you what with what you have done to us. And so mm-hmm. the, the Babylonians um, presumably have, have dashed their little ones against rocks, if mm-hmm. you will, yeah. uh, probably have done some infanticide within Israel itself. Um, and, and that is prophesied in the book of Isaiah in chapter 13 in verse 16, it says their infants will be dashed in pieces before their eyes, their houses will be plundered and their wives ravished. So this is talking about the Israelites infants will be dashed to pieces uh, by the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. And so now the psalmist is turning around and saying, Lord, do to them what they have done to us. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, I mean, I, I, I don't know that this is to be taken in a literal sense that they were trying to like go dash the infants to pieces. But I think it's, I think it's looking back to the, you know, Isaiah 13, 16 and verses like this to say what they have done to us have done to them, you know, mm-hmm. bring punishment on them that fits the crime that they have, that mm-hmm. they have taken out on God's people. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I love how you tie it to, I love how you tie it to the coming King and the fact that um, he is going to, Jesus is going to come not to destroy the physical Babylon that that we see with our eyes, mm. which in Jesus's day was the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. but he's going to destroy, you know, this unseen kingdom, the prince of the power of the air, as as Paul says in Ephesians six, mm-hmm. and um, and he's going to come and destroy that, not by wielding the sword, mm. but by giving his life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully you've been helped by this walk through these exile psalms. And tomorrow we're going to start walking through the book of Ephesians together. Um, And, you know, we're going to be reminded of the gospel hope as we continue to study exile together. So for Barrett Fisher, a.k.a. Barfish, a.k.a. Barfi, a.k.a. Barfaccio. 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 This is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.